0: Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cesium in 3D. I am Derek, and I'm here by myself today because I had the chance to interview recently uh, some new friends and some old friends for some projects related to Rich Mullins. I had the opportunity to spend time with an old friend, Kathy Sprinkle, who I met in the early 1990s working at Christian Radio and also being a part, ever so briefly, of Rich Mullins' touring band. And I had the opportunity to meet two new friends, I had the opportunity to meet Beth Snell Lutz, who is kind of the caretaker of Rich Mullins' new music that is coming out, new old music that is coming out, and she is responsible for releasing all of that music. Also had the opportunity to get to know Dave Trout, who is the president of UTR Media. And he is also influential in the current contemporary Christian scene in terms of music that flies a little under the radar of radio and uh, music that our listeners might be interested in. So, in this conversation, we talk about three new releases coming out related to Rich Mullins. We have, first of all, the Bellsberg Project, which brings together some of Rich's friends to re-record some of his songs. Beth will also talk about Deep Valley, which re-releases a lot of cassette recordings that were gathered um, from time that he spent ministering to kids, back before Rich Mullins was really Rich Mullins. And finally, uh, they make mention briefly of the Work Tapes project which is kind of an extension of Bellsberg. And uh, so they'll talk briefly about work tapes as well. If you are interested in getting a hold of any of this music that's going to be mentioned on the podcast today, you simply need to go to richmullins 25com and they will have ordering information there. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation that I recorded with... Kathy Sprinkle, Beth Snell Lutz, and Dave Trout. Well, welcome CCM and 3D fans. We've got special guests in CCM uh, CCM and 3D Towers. Uh, We have with us Beth Snell Lutz, and we've got Kathy Sprinkle, and we've got David Trout. Now, I'll let you all introduce yourselves. I've given the name, so, Beth, why don't we start with you? Who are you and why are you here?
1: I live in Cincinnati, or in the area, and uh, met Richard in 1975 when I first moved to Cincinnati and went to college with him and became friends, heard heard him playing immediately after I arrived and went out, and when I got my first job, I bought a tape recorder.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And started recording him. So I've been keeping those tapes for a few years. Great. And Great. wondering if God had a plan for them.
0: And suddenly there's the plan has become evident.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's not a suddenly. Yeah. It was a twenty five year. Not but... sudden to God, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all in all in due time.
2: Kathy Sprinkle, why are you here? What is going on? Oh, my goodness. It's so good to be here in Wichita. Um, I lived here. Richard and I moved here with some other people. Um, Gosh, it was, what, 1988, right before the Awesome God Tour. I met, like Elizabeth, I met um, Richard. We call him Richard, okay? So we're talking about Richmond, but he was always Richard to us. Um, Met Richard in college, and then we just kind of did this 19 mid-70s hippie Christian commune thing, but now, (laughs) as an adult, I look back and go, oh, my gosh, no wonder people are scandalized. (laughs) But here's what I figured out about Christian community. If you're not attracted to somebody, before you live in a house with them, you won't be after you do that. That's probably true. So it was just brother and sister for several years. And then in 88, we moved out here, and that was kind of when things were really happening. And then I worked with Light 99 FM and did Morning Drive there under the name Kathy Sanders. Yep. And Derek and I were wonderful friends then, and so... uh, We decided to come and tell you about these new projects. Uh
0: Oh, can't wait to hear about them. And then passing the mic over to Dave, we have Dave Trout. Dave, what brings you here today?
3: Well, Beth and Kathy bring me here today. (laughs) Actually, you brought Um, us. You you drove. I drove. You brought them here. But they, they were like... Dude, you gotta come on over, hang hang with us. This is gonna be a fun conversation. So I'm here for the fun, first of all. And you're gonna stay for the collectors uh, cup and, later. And I'm gonna stay for the collectors cup. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I run a I run a, a small nonprofit <laughs> called UTR Media. It's an online um, kind of Christian music media organization that tries to find the really good stuff that you know is not being played on Christian radio. Um, the stuff that's maybe a little bit harder to find, but sometimes a little more meaningful.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, like for example i mean today if if Rich Mullins was living today, unfortunately he wouldn't be played on the radio right because he's he's an old time you know he would be an old timer at this point He'd right. be in his sixties so um and and basically anybody over forty hardly ever gets played on the radio so uh unless your name first name is toby but okay. besides <laughs> that i mean and i love i love some of i mean I love a lot of uh music that's out there I don't take any there's no you know negativity towards the music that's on way FM or K Love or any of those stations but their playlists are very small right. like they only play a little bit of what's out there in Christian music and mm-hmm. so so uh, and over and over right yes and uh, and so I love to find the hidden gems right and uh, and, and and really celebrate even some of the, the older artists that may be overlooked nowadays in Christian music good.
0: Good. So you're making your your organization's making a way for legacy artists to kind of find a second life mm-hmm. in their... Yeah, own, definitely or, or keep their music going. Yeah. We've always said on this podcast, and I I I don't wonder what you guys think, but no genre of music does a worse job of cultivating its legacy than CCM. Um, it there you what? just if it wasn't released in the last two years, it may as well been not released at all. It may as well have just never existed. Yeah. I
3: mean, it's, it's a cotton candy type industry, unfortunately, which, which is, uh, you know, um, it just sort of, it's there and it dissolves quickly. And, and a lot of the music that that's being played right now on Christian radio, you know, it's either one of the select 10 songs that are going to be played just ad nauseum for the next 20 years, Mm -hmm. or it's going to just disappear. Right. And, 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 People are going to move on, and, and, and it's, it's kind of unfortunate. So, um, so what happens is, you know, the Christian radio is not really drawn toward um, the most meaningful music. Mm-hmm. It's drawn toward the music that just moves the needle, yeah. if that makes sense. Yep,
0: absolutely makes sense. Okay, well that yeah that is boy we could we could yeah, linger that, there a for whole... <laughs> a long time. It sounds like we have a third podcast in our in our, <laughs> in our midst. Uh, so, but what we want to talk about today, obviously, is the the projects that are coming out, and the two I've listened to so, that I want to talk about today are the Bellsburg project and the Deep Valley project. But, um, so let's, and I don't want to give too many spoilers because I want people to go out and experience it. I want to you know, pump it as much as we can and get people excited, and we'll give um, uh, places where people can go on the internet to get those things at the end of the podcast, but I kind of want to, I made some notes, and, um, but I think before we even dive into it, you talked about if Rich were alive today. Today's Rich's birthday. We're recording this on Rich's birthday. Am I right? Isn't today? It would have been
2: 67 today. 67
0: today. today. So I have a Diet Coke, so I raise... (laughs) my diet coke absolutely to, uh, rich rich Rollins, uh, absolutely uh, yes yes yes, 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 yes <laughs> so yes, we're, yes. we're all drinking to rich here yes. who and that if, who, if you, is diet coke who so. if you
2: are one of those people who didn't know he drank a gallon of diet coke every day of I his remember life that. yep yeah unbelievable
0: and then I, we we we, we want to get as many stories <laughs> as we can and we want to get into bellsburg and deep valley but i have been told it, it, by connie hawk mm-hmm. who uh is one of the chief figures in the bell Bellsberg project behind the scenes but she is in rich's house that he had it's now her house mm-hmm. it's, it's connie's house yes and i remember connie telling me stories about rich's birthday party does anyone oh. want to talk just briefly about the birthday parties
2: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> R- Richard loved his birthday. From the time we were in college, he was always afraid somebody was going to forget his birthday. Mm-hmm. And that would be horrible to him. So he would, like, publicize his birthday. He, oh. We had these things called chapel announcements that came out when we were in Christian college. And like he, there would be so many chopping days left till his birthday in there, right? <laughs> so, So this happened. This started a long time ago. So then when he bought the house right outside of Nashville, he started you know, inviting people for his birthday and he would have this huge pig roast every year for whatever the weekend was around oh his birthday. Goodness. And he would just invite anybody. I, I road managed Richard on the Awesome God Tour and we are in this place, I think Columbus, Ohio. He's doing some uh, interview and he's talking about his birthday coming up and he's on the air. He's giving directions to his house Specific in Specific directions. Yeah. And, oh, and the jock's looking wow. at me like, he's laughing and I'm like, you know, he truly really is. So you'd get between, I don't know, 175, 200 people would show up. In this house, it has two bedrooms Mm -hmm. and one small bathroom. Very
0: small bathroom.
2: And you'd have 200 people there for the weekend. The tents and... and Mud. Mud everywhere. Oh, wow. It was hilarious, and I never knew him to be happier than those times. He just loved it, and it went for a couple of days. It usually went the whole weekend. Oh, that's it was, so great. It was so much fun.
0: Okay, that, then the stories are all true that, that Connie yes. told me. Yes, oh, that's
2: great. Oh, I remember one night we were sleeping people in the house, and— these guys understand how small the house is, and it's tiny, right? Yeah. we slept twenty-eight people in that house. I mean, it was just like bodies everywhere. I, I was sleeping on a on a pullout couch with uh, my friend Lynn. You
1: got a couch? I,
2: I did. <laughs> I know you were up, you were upstairs. We were, I was upstairs and yeah, asleep. Snorers bag. were. We were sleeping on. A pull- I didn't snore back then. Oh, wait, so you were with a snore? I was. Um, so I'm I'm on this pull-out couch with another friend of mine, and there's two people sleeping under us. I mean, it was just like, people in the kitchen. It was like, it looked like a cult, I'm telling you. <laughs>
0: wow. It was the Diet Coke cult. Wow, the Diet Coke yeah. cult. Okay, all the stories apparently are true. You heard it in your first folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start off with Bellsburg. So, um, again, I'm not going to go track to track. I just want a couple talk about a couple things that jumped out to me. And you guys can chime in um, however you want. These are just merely points of discussion. So... The album begins, I think, perfectly with Andrew Peterson. I I just think if our listeners aren't aware of Andrew, shame on you. Go fix that. (laughs) Turn off this podcast go (laughs) fix that. And then come back. Um, No one has picked up the torch that Rich laid down and carried it with more grace and good humor and ability than Andrew has. I, I just think. Absolutely. And... Speaking of an artist that's never going to be heard on a station that rhymes with shmav, um <laughs> you're never going to hear Andrew Peterson on Shmeshmov, um, which is a shame. A shame. Sh- a shame. It's sh- a shame. <laughs> sh- a sh- 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 shame. Um, so he does uh, Hello, uh, Hello, Old Friends, which is a perfect one for him to do. And did I hear on the end of this, Beth, maybe you can speak to this. Did I hear Connie's voice at the end of this talking about a truck driving by? It was that Probably, Connie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was good to hear. I haven't heard.
1: It so was many. loud. I I do not know how they recorded in the living room of his house because yeah. it's so close to what has become a really main road. Yeah. And it was so loud. If you were on the porch, you can't hear yourself hear you know someone talking two feet away. It's so just it's crazy. become very busy. Then I don't know how they yeah. did it, but they did. That's amazing
0: okay yeah. um and so I, I that is just the perfect way to begin i think this album um speaking of the banter, the banter is kind of before and after most if not all the tracks is that being left down is I'll that let, being left? I'll let
1: david david was more involved with bellsberg from the beginning so yeah
0: i
3: i think that that that
1: was intentional good but yeah I, it it's, yeah. it's
0: it's it's it gives the ambiance of everything that was going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I mean,
3: I think I think that that uh, the guys at Old Bear Records uh, are kind of the visionaries behind it all, mm-hmm. and they they really wanted it to feel, um, you know, a little bit like how Liturgy Legacy began, where you know you hear you hear the the ragamuffin just kind of talking in the studio and like tuning up their instruments a little bit, and then it's like three, two, one. And then it just like, you know, takes off uh-huh. and and you kind of are transported like the first note. And so the hope was a little of that of like, we, we want this album to feel like um, in essence, you know, the, the inspiration was the, the Jesus record demos. It was rich with a, with an old tape deck hit and record and play. And, uh-huh. and, and that was the last thing he ever recorded. And so, but there's like this almost sacred beauty to it. It's simple, it's Uh sparse, but it's just, there's like this, uh, just like this raw beauty to it. And so that's kind of what I think old bear really wanted to capture was just this Mm -hmm. very organic non-studio feel, like almost front porch feel where we, I don't know if this is, if this is even stated into any interviews, but we literally had a tape deck in the room that all the artists had to hit record and play on and and we recorded all the songs to analog tape deck and the digital you know microphones and things oh, like that wow. and and the and the uh, Evan Sealing is an incredible audio engineer mm. and he mixed the two he he had two separate recordings the analog and the digital and he would so so you hear a little graininess in the background of the tracks of Bellsberg, and that's intentional we wanted it to have a little bit of that tape hiss in the background right oh what a great way to see just sync those two
0: up exactly fascinating that's a that's good that's good okay again um not going track by track but i'll just a few things that stuck out to me: the brothers
3: McClurg. How
1: have I never heard of them? I know. How have I never heard of? How these had guys? I never? Yes. Had you heard of them before all this? Yeah, David? yeah.
3: They, um, uh, they, they had a, a couple of years on Integrity Music um, really? as sort of a, a, a worship band. I'll be honest. I think they would be honest to say that wasn't their best work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that they were. Integrity was trying to turn them into a radio friendly almost like pop worship sound which they hate and and they're not that's not what they're good at they are more of a down-home bluegrassy americana style band and so when they kind of went independent they went back to those roots and have recorded some really great stuff and uh and i've i've been friends with them for about five or six years um and and You know, this this project just kind of came up out of the blue about two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was like, uh, I'm in like, let's let's do this thing. So, yeah,
0: they very much sound like somebody that could have been on an outtake from the old brother. Where art thou? Absolutely. Yeah. These are
3: these are so. So we use the the phrase Old Bear Records. And Brothers McClurg, those are the same thing. Oh, just okay. so you're That's aware, the right, yeah. the guys in Brothers McClurg founded Old Bear Records, they and they run it, and so so they, um, you know, Brothers McClurg as a band is like half their job, and then the other half of their job is is running this this independent um, record label and studio up in Batavia, New York. God. But then they
1: also some of them are music ministers they have additional oh, yeah. jobs
3: yeah. too right? okay. so like every good musician they they probably have six other jobs yeah exactly, exactly. Yes, yes,
0: yeah yeah well they do uh, kind of an unreleased song called heaven is waiting or at least i don't mm. recognize it for many. yeah, yeah. can't call the planes? okay so that's how i missed it okay so that's yeah so that's another one of those rich songs that kind of fits into that um we're all going to die, and so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be moving on. I mean, he's got several, um, but I think this one's right up there with Elijah. I, yes. Is, mm-hmm. I think, and especially the way the Brothers McClure yeah. do it. They did a exactly. great job. Yeah, it's a it's a highlight for sure. So when you buy the project, which you will buy if you love this podcast, um, that's a great one, and I think it'll stand out to you mm-hmm. as much as it did to me. Um, I think Ashley Cleveland gets the best zinger award mm-hmm. on the album where she says, of all people, to play the hammer dulcimer. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and just talking to about,
1: keep it in tune. Yes, yes.
0: and uh, having been on one or two brief tours with Rich, listening to him trying to tune that thing, he, she's right. Of
2: all yeah. people, to be playing the hammer dulcimer, Richard was And there's like playing. there's a great story with that, too, because I've got a great story on everything. Um, when, Let her rip. When Ashley opened for Richard, uh, I can't remember which tour it was, But a a pretty major tour with Carolyn Ahrens Mm -hmm. and and the Ragamuffin Band. All she asked for in her writer, in her contract, all she wanted was she wanted a guitar tech to tune her guitar before this. That's all she asked for, right? She wasn't making a lot of money at this. So Rich found a kid on the reservation that he really liked and hired him. (laughs) The kid didn't know how to play guitar. Oh, no. And he didn't know how to tune a guitar. But you no, know, he hired him as a guitar tech because he needed, he wanted him to come, he wanted him to have Check a job. That box on the rider. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yes, yeah. And Ashley was just like, okay, <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: I think I'll be doing a lot of the teching. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Sparrow Watcher.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That um, I believe is an older track. It so. is. Okay, Beth, you
1: want to talk about that one? It was just... my dad's probably favorite of yeah. Richards. Um, He wrote it between the years, uh, the last year of Zion, once we realized that he was going to be leaving, he started taking trips down there and co-writing, and um, he was living in a tent in um, a backyard, and co-wrote this song, and it was just breathtaking, and it what was it? oh Pam Mark Hall's Pam Mark Hall. yes backyard right. and so she created an album at the time and it was on there and it's yeah. beautiful with a trio with her and Kathy Tricoli and Amy Grant okay um, so I would always direct people because it is on YouTube yeah. you can find it and it's lovely yeah um, and Andrew Greer um, heard got wind of this song because you know it's pretty old and. Um, he kinda of played with it a little bit and made it new for this project. Yeah. And you know, of course Amy's got the melody in it and and Cindy, and he Morgan, and Cindy, Cindy Morgan, Morgan are the background vocalists and they it's just it's a really wonderful presence on the album, yeah. I think. Mm. I really like it.
0: What's Tommy's role in this? Is he playing the guitar? Mm, he's or playing the, guitar. Oh yeah. That yeah be, he
1: just learned it right when he got there. Uh, I'm not surprised. That yeah. would be
2: was, Grammy Award winning Tom-
0: Tommy. Said, right. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um It reminds me so much, I used to love, in the late 80s, that trio album that Dolly and Amy Lou and Linda Mostat did. This reminds me of that, Mm -hmm. kind of an homage, or Mm -hmm. kind of swimming in the same vein as that. So, again, that's going to be when people get this uh, project, that's going to be another one that's going to stand out. Mm -hmm. And that's great. I have not heard the Pam Mark Hall, so I'll look that up when Mm -hmm. we're done. So, If I Stand... Steve Cudworth singing if I stand explain Steve Cudworth you see him on the credits and so explain his relationship to Rich and I was going to ask you the same question well <laughs> I'll 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 cede the floor to the crowd here yeah
2: it, he became a friend of Richard's yeah. um and I guess in Nashville uh I can't remember when kind of added Steve um but they did some co-writing together uh-huh. and they co-wrote um if I stand yeah um a lot of people that maybe don't know a lot of Richard's music, especially men, I don't know why. That's their favorite Rich Mullen song. Mm. That song just seems to speak really? to everybody, but especially to men it seems like that's so interesting. So it was neat to have him him do that, you know.
0: And that came out on Winds of Heaven Stuff of Earth, but I have a feeling that's been around longer than not, then, or not or a it? whole lot longer okay, than that, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I think there's a timeline that shows that it on online that shows that it began much, much, much earlier and it did not. Okay, Mm
0: -hmm. probably a lot of, if if Rich is like a lot of songwriters, he might start something, set it aside, (laughs) repurpose it, Mm -hmm. reconfigure it to something else, and then it ends up as...
2: He was really weird about that writing, because he always had at least eight or nine songs going at any given time that he was working on, Mm -hmm. which I didn't realize. Wayne Kirkpatrick is a friend of ours, a great writer, and he talks about going away and writing, and I'm like, what? Mm Mm-hmm. He goes away and writes a couple of times mm. a year. Richard was constant. And, like, I remember him talking about calling out your name, that he had two or three lines from calling out your name for five or six years. Oh, wow. And then when we moved here to Wichita, it all made sense. Like, well, he had yeah. to get around the Keeper of the Plains. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: yeah. That's good. Well, skipping ahead to Here in America, um, uh, this one got me, A, because it's probably up there in my top three of, Songs that Rich wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm home anywhere if you are where I am. <laughs> Boy, that's a good line. Um, but it was made all the more poignant on this because Jimmy A is singing it. And the reason that's poignant is he's singing about talking about being a painter. He's is, not is, singing, he's playing. Is he playing? Like, okay. Yeah. So he's participating. I think Jason. Yes. Okay, Jason's saying. Okay. Yeah. But Jimmy's on the. Yes, Jimmy's exactly. playing guitar, is that right? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Jimmy's playing guitar, and it's a song about being a painter, which Jimmy is Amazing. He's a fabulous painter. Yeah. And then it's talking about there's so much beauty around me for just two eyes to see, and Jimmy's vision troubles. He is almost and, completely blind. Right. Now. And so that's gotta be so poignant for Hello. him to be playing and participating on this track, mm-hmm. that that's the focus of looking around and seeing the beauty here in America. So And, and he
1: was so excited to be invo- invited like in because it happened at the last minute oh, and and he had, someone else had asked him to play for them and he turned it down. And then Jason came to him and, he, and he's a friend and he said, yeah. all right, but he didn't know it was at Richard's house, he didn't know it was stripped down, so he was. He found a whole new community. Oh wow! At Richard's house that day. Yeah, and that's great. and has just fallen in love with it. That's so it's great. really sweet. He's thrilled that he was on, got to play a part of that. And that's Jason Gray. Grace, right, Jason see? Gray. Yeah. Actually, it's did did my a favorite great job.
2: I like everything on this project. There's not. I don't think there's a week song on it or a week performance on okay. it at all. But that's my favorite.
0: Okay, well let's let's just stop right there because that
2: was going to be one of my last questions. What's your favorite? So that's that's definitely it. And that song you need to know was uh, around during Zion. Nineteen seventy
1: six. Yeah.
2: Oh wow, really? So it was
1: one of the ones that when he would write an album and he would put together a song list. Most of the stuff that he wrote was he had just written, Mm -hmm. and he learned early not to tell them when he pulled something out of his back catalog because they would say that he didn't know how to write and so they wouldn't approve it. And so he just started adding them into the the mixes of songs that he gave them for his albums, and that was one of them, because he had written it Note for note, didn't change a thing in 1976. Oh wow!
2: If you don't know the words to that song, if I can remember them right now, and I've seen on the highways by a million exit ramps, those two-legged memorials to the laws of happenstance, (laughs) waiting for for four-wheeled messiahs to take them home again. Yep. But I'm home anywhere if you're where I am. I mean, you need to. Richard used to hitchhike. Scared us to death. It's a little, maybe a little more safe then, but not. It wasn't safe. And he would he would hitchhike across the country. So I always think of him standing with his thumb out when I hear that yep. song.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, it took me a while to realize that's what he was talking about was hitchhikers, but that is what he's talking about. Okay, Beth. Well, sprinkle started off. On, and what sh- do you have a favorite on on Bellsburg? Or? I'm not
1: sure because I really love Heaven Is Waiting. I think the mm-hmm. the, the brothers just did an awesome yeah. job on, it and it yeah. was such a surprise yeah. that I think because I've not. Been familiar with a whole lot of their music before that, if any, yeah. and so to hear that just made me fall in love with it again. Yeah. And it was so hidden because it was on canical yeah. and so most people, you know, are familiar with it. Right. And yeah, and and so I love that. I but I'm kind of attached to a lot of the songs okay. here in America. Is personal, yeah. So because it goes back so far, yeah, so that's great, David. What about you?
3: Um, I would say I, I have two. Th- I mean, they're all favorites, right? They're all they're all great, but um, two that stand out to me. One is Heaven Is Waiting, so I won't spend a, I won't talk about that quite as much. But for the same reasons, I thought I I personally am a huge Rich Mullins fan, but paid pretty much zero point zero percent to Cannibals of the Plane, mm-hmm. um, and for whatever various reasons. I mean, I think I even own own the CD, the old CD that was released, but. And probably listened to it once or twice, but just, um, it just I don't know, just never really connected. So I, to me, I I don't have any recollection of that song. I don't either. And and having brothers sing it and the way they sung it, um, it was it just sort of like opened me up to this like just beautiful track that. I mean, it's so well-written, it's such a, the lyrics are just amazing. I, it's like, it's one of those songs where you're like, this, like Rich Mullins, this could be like one of the premier Rich Mullins songs, but it just is so unknown. Anyway, I so that that just stands out to me. The other, um, for you know, the song I love, um, but also just the way it was done is Hold Me Jesus by mm-hmm. Sarah Groves, oh. um, because, partly because, that song is a song that's special to, to all of us. Right. But right. it's a song about brokenness and, and surrender. And uh, it's like a very confessional prayer. And, and that song could be completely destroyed by a too polished performance. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like there's a certain kind of brokenness that needs to be a part of just even the vocals and the, 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 the tone in which that song is being created. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Sarah and her musicians and stuff just hit a home run with that one. Mm, yeah. She has that just that raspy mm-hmm. kind of brokenness in her voice that makes it so authentic and so believable. Right. There's a certain
0: gravitas that you have to have in your voice. Yeah. And in your performance. And if you don't have that it you can be too you can be so polished and yeah. so proficient that it almost works against the song yeah I, I totally believe yeah. that yeah, yeah. absolutely I really agree with that
2: i've got one other one that that please the, it's the surprise for almost everybody on this one and that's bound to come some trouble mm, who on, would have then. thought bound to come some trouble done as black blues gospel mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's funny i used to i was a professor at saint christian university for a number of years and um Steve McWhorter, who's one of the guys that does bound to come some trouble, I heard he could sing, but I didn't know and it's like that's my former student singing wow. that. It it's it's the most surprising of all of them to me. Okay. That is it's, See now
0: everyone wants to buy this. Mm-hmm. So and
1: we'll and since so she
2: had a a second one <laughs> Please.
0: Um
1: what's really special to me about this whole whole thing is that um I went down for one of the recordings at Richard's house and met the brothers uh, McClurg. And out of nowhere, they had a really extraordinary interest in the early music that has never been—that his back catalog, his early music catalog—and um, talked to me about it a lot because it, you know it's in my in my care. And um, and they were completely set on making a project out of it, which was a dream for me to get more of this music out. And um, one of the first songs that I gave to them was a song called Whitewater that Richard had, you know, performed in my apartment with my parakeets in the background singing harmony. And, um, what is special about it is it's all about Indiana, and the Whitewater River goes right by my house and goes up through uh, Richmond, which is where he's from, and sure. and as you follow the song, it, you just, I see it all, the yeah. sycamore trees and everything, and so when they were interested, um, Andrew Greer contacted me and said, would you be interested in letting us use one of the early music songs on the main project? Uh. I mean, that's Christmas for me, you know, more people to hear any of this stuff. And so I I gave him the song to use and it ended up that he also gave it to Carolyn Ahrens. So since this is a two disc set, Bellsberg is, Mm -hmm. it ends with, you know, the whole first side is all these different artists singing his stuff. And then it ends with a song that no one's heard before that he is singing. Right, And then on on the other side, Carolyn sings it. That's right in the mix and so it's to me that's really exciting yeah because Mm -hmm. it represents some of this early music that no one has heard having an opportunity to be heard yeah
0: that's that's a and and speaking of that that second disc ends with holy pretenders yep so i think that's one of my favorites um awesome that
1: was not in my room but yeah that was one of our early catalog songs
0: and and so rich gives kind of a a long, you know, kind of spoken intro. It's clearly a, a concert.
1: We call it a rant. A okay. rant. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, rich rant. Richard rich rich
0: rich gold. Yes. But he think he said what one, one thing that he says there. He says, "I think we want a cheap god, a god who's easy to follow, who's easy to believe in, who's easy to set aside, whenever mm. we're ready to do that." That is. Yep. Yeah, just nailed it. Um, mm-hmm. So, and it's I I th- I think I like this because. He's not here to defend himself, but it's clear to me at least, or it, it seems obvious to me that he's trying to channel Rand, Randy Newman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they were friends. And he does a great job sounding like Randy Newman. <laughs> and so you could almost hear a Randy Newman-esque oh, that's funny. you know, project if Rich would have, have, have lived to pursue that yeah. muse. So yeah. And that's I was like, wow, that's this is a side of his voice that I've never heard. Mm -hmm. And this is fascinating, Mm -hmm. this is, and that's what some of this unreleased material does. It's like, wow, okay, this is warts and all, but how interesting. A lot of
1: warts because a lot of the recordings are not great. And Evan Sealing has got his work cut out for him, but (laughs) he's willing to take it on and showed us how well he can do that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I
1: first met him, he said, I said, but have you listened to that early music? Because my recordings on YouTube are a lot of them terrible. And he said, but what you don't know about me is I have toys yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we, I know how to work, use them. So yeah.
0: you can do a lot of things these days. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Well, I think as we um, turn aside from Bellsburg, I, I think the best tribute that I can pay to a singer songwriter like like Rich um, a lot of times, like I think of a, like a Chris Christofferson, he writes amazing songs, but when he sings them, you're like, ooh, boy, I really would rather hear Tanya Tucker or Emmy Lou Harris or somebody sing. His, it's a great song, but boy, he's rough. I almost, even after hearing all these great artists, I would almost always rather hear Rich sing them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not a slam against anything or anybody. It's just I associate them in his, in his throat, you know, in his voice. Um, so he's 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 missed not only as a songwriter but I think as a singer too. Um, he's just really missed.
1: So would you like that? Like, do you think you would like to hear music of his that's really rough? Absolutely. Even if it's rough. Absolutely. So the demo tapes from yes. the Jesus record it's were were special to okay. you. I. That's good for me to hear. When so thank I go you.
0: and listen to the Jesus it's up there on my shelf, I have all my CDs up there on my shelves. Um, when I pull out the Jesus record, I almost never pull out yeah. the finished product. Mm-hmm. It's always rich in the little church with his tape recorder. Yeah. And that's when I listen to it. Um, I like Amy's version of Nothing is Beyond yes. You. Yes, and Jesus. a great job. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to pull that down, I will pull out the demos mm-hmm. and just listen to that all the way through.
1: Good so, to know yeah so I will
0: be um, participating in ordering the the good stuff the, <laughs> the demos. well let's let's go to deeper uh, to Deep Valley sorry I want to to Deep Valley. What is Beth what is the Deep Valley project?
1: It is um, a camp okay. in Pennsylvania that Richard frequented for a good many years we had a friend that lived up there that was one of our original pack of in, of crazies from college and and he was an, a music aficionado and so whenever richard would come to any of the little churches in in western pennsylvania or to the camp deep valley mm-hmm. ron would rent equipment because he would want a really clear tape if he could get one so oh he recorded anytime richard came up he would foot the bill and record equipment or get equipment and record him through the board and so it happens to be one of the best the clearest tapes that I had so when the brothers um, demonstrated interest I began to review and think um, what would really be the best way to introduce a a new audience to music that they're unfamiliar with Mm -hmm. And, um, and hopefully get their attention and make them want hear more yes I have a lot more and so um, a couple fellas uh, Joe Cook and Chris Marchand helped work out you know and process it all and we kind of decided for a couple different reasons to do the um, concert because it was complete Mm -hmm. you know it was an entire evening with him Mm -hmm. I wanted for any first release for it to be only him because as he went by in his career, he realized, I really need to travel with people. Mm. Um, but for Pennsylvania and stuff, a lot of times he was doing weeks at camp, and so he would do them by himself. And I just wanted a recording of, with no one else on it except him. Yeah. And um, also, what's what one of the biggest reasons was because it was in 1984, the one that we chose, and because it's in 84, he had just... he'd just closed the Zion years and so it holds music from his very early music you know in the 70s and several songs from the Zion years and a couple of the co-written songs that he'd written with Wayne or with um, Justin Peters and and so from my perspective that gave a bridge that hopefully if people were familiar with Love of Another Kind from Amy they would want to hear it from Richard and in hearing it they would continue to listen to the album get a couple of his rants get a couple of songs that they were unfamiliar with um in the middle of it he has one of his completely unknown songs called the courting song that is just uh, yeah i'm desperate i'm desperate for for yeah allison kraus to hear it you know i mean i would love to hear it on bluegrass radio and hear yeah. what they would do with it right um but nobody knows that he wrote things like that. Right. So that was the primary decision for reasons for deciding that project for this time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. Again, not too many spoilers here. Um, the the album really contains some beautiful versions of "Doubly Good to You." I, I think that is. Mm. It's so nice to hear yeah. him do it. Yeah. Um, Amy's version from Straight Ahead is what it is. It's mm-hmm. it's classic. It's great. Everybody knows it. But it's so good to hear him
1: yeah, do it. Yes.
0: And then a live version of Elijah. Just so good to hear. It's You can tell he is really just all in on this performance yeah. of Elijah. So it's really good. Um, again, no spoilers. I won't spoil this, but you are never going to hear anything on a station that rhymes with shmay <laughs> Uh Like, see what a difference. Oh my God! Do you yeah. like that song? <laughs> like, um, I, I laughed the whole time. <sighs> Had you not heard it before? I've never heard it. No. Oh my! <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna give any spoilers. No. I just can't. You need I, to get the project. You need to hear right. it. You just so when you get this project. Um,
1: and his intro before it is so stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's just jeez. <laughs> And then, turn, then he turns around and does that rant before Elijah, and you go, "Is that the same person?" I know, has just said that. And as somebody that rode
2: managed him, I got to tell you, anytime he wasn't singing, you were frightened. It was just like, "What's He's he going to sing? Is he
1: going to be on time?"
2: Yeah, is he going to be on time?
1: Did he, he remember go- his passport?
2: <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. Does he know where his car keys are? Never. Knew where his car keys did anyone tune the dulcimer?
2: <laughs> no, no. Thank you. Oh but it's like he would open his mouth, and you'd be, "Is it going to be brilliant, or is it going to be like offensive? Is it going to be..." quasi-obscene what's it gonna is it gonna be like absolutely life-changing to people to hear what he has to say or right. are you going what the heck
0: one of the things that i think is so fascinating is on i can't remember what song it is before maybe it's before singing maybe it's before singing praise maybe not where he talks about um, don't talk while i'm singing oh. <laughs>
2: And it, was, that, it was teenagers he was playing for and it's like but he would have said that to adults too yes you know, oh yeah and did that's, that's the
0: thing yeah. i could totally hear him saying that to adults so yeah. yeah yeah that was i laughed at that um because i think i've heard stuff like that when we were when we were touring and then um i haven't looked at my cd that you all so kindly gave me this morning but there's five bonus tracks the, do the bonus tracks end up on the cd as well
1: do they?
3: Yes. Oh, that's great. Yes.
1: They are not on the vinyl. Those, the vinyl's not out yet, but um, yeah. it's promised, but they're on the C D but just yeah. not on the vinyl.
0: The the bonus tracks are fantastic. Yay they that are, makes me happy. Yeah, they are really good. good. they really good. Good. So, um as we come to a close of both um, Deep Valley and Bellsburg. What is your hope for these albums? What's what's mm. the hope? Uh, I mean, clearly, a, a station that rhymes with Shme is not going to <laughs> uh, bat an eye that these things are out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest; they mm-hmm. don't they don't care. Yep. So we don't. We shouldn't be angry if they don't care because that's just what they do.
1: Yep. So what's the hope? When I what? was um, when I first met Richard and he played for. Um, our freshman orientation at Cincinnati Bible mm-hmm. Seminary at the time. Right. Um, I was I was a screwed up kid, as many of us are often at eighteen, and um, I had was a preacher's kid, but I I don't think I'd ever spoken to Jesus personally from my own heart. And that night, the I was a rock and roll freak, and so that night I heard piano and music that I didn't know was uh, that existed. Mm. I didn't know you were allowed to play like that and be a Christian. You know, I mean, there were so many beliefs around it and it brought me so much life already by that. I'd only been listening to him for two weeks at that point. And um, I, I literally was on the side of the hill looking at Cincinnati in the dark and just praying. Lord, if there's ever any way I can be a part of getting this music out to other people that are broken and lost like I feel, I want to be a part of that. And so I began to record and recorded and recorded and transposing and Mm -hmm. writing down lyrics, and and I continued that the whole time I knew him. And my life ended up going in and out of his pretty dramatically through those early years especially, and... So I got to be a part of, in Zion. I was a part of a band called Zion that we we put together, and um, I got to give the music away. Mm. And that was shocking to me, that I was getting to be a part of it. And then later, when he went to Nashville and so forth, I just kept all the tapes and put them in my barn and then discovered them a couple weeks before he died. And um, so that prayer remained alive for me mm-hmm. and i just knocked down doors over the years trying to find somebody who would be interested in you know recreating some of them just to get them out right. and um so yeah when the brothers approached me it was like a 25 year dearth of anybody being interested in hearing any of it yeah. and um, they were and they followed it up and my only objective in the whole thing my only my heart wants as much of it to get out as possible so right now 25 tracks are out there that no one would have heard unless they found my tiny little youtube channel so that's my only my only heart for any of this early music catalog is to just get it out there yeah
0: that's great and the internet would redo it and if
1: people would even do it in their churches richard would have loved to have it done in churches that's great so that's mine what's yours
3: um, I was only 21 years old when when Rich died. <laughs> I was a little pup, um, so I, I I never knew him. You know, these gals were friends with him. We're old. I'm not saying that. I am. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you 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 spent the time and, and knew this man, and I didn't. I knew his music. I've see, I saw him in concert a few times, but but I can't claim to to know him at all. But I feel like being a part of this has allowed me to get to know Rich a bit. Um, and, and I think, I think to me, the purpose in all of this is something that Rich would have been all about, which is building community. Mm-hmm. And and I think that from the very beginning of of kind of mapping out what this Bellsberg project could be, the vi- the vision casting of it, um, we knew early on that we wanted it to be a very community driven project. Mm-hmm. And you can tell because you know it ballooned it it was just gonna be a you know like a like a single album and it ballooned into basically a double album. And I think there's twenty seven with all the featured artists and everything I think there's twenty seven artists represented on this, just the Bellsberg album. Then uh, you know you have Deep Valley, which is a treasure. And and we didn't even really talk about it, and we don't have to go into it. But there's a third project called Work Tapes, which um, was a, one of the stretch goals as part of the Kickstarter campaign. Oh, okay. And uh, and again, it was more. It was about building more communities. We were allowed that enabled us to invite more artists. Um, like Sky Peterson and Jess Ray and Son of Laughter, and some folks that c- weren't a part of the Bellsberg experience. they could be a part of doing more rich songs, mm-hmm. so now we have more rich songs being represented, and all different age groups represented you know it's it's this beautiful picture of community being built around rich songs, not that and and in no way has any of us ever even thought for a moment that we're like deifying rich because every single one of us even those that didn't know him know that how much of a flawed individual he is just like all of us we're all just flawed broken people that god somehow chooses to use and 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 here we are 25 years after his death and and god is still using rich to draw community together Mm -hmm friends making friends, mm-hmm. people laughing and having meals and celebrating his music. I don't know, to me that's the beauty right there. It's the people that are that have gathered together under this umbrella called Rich Mullins, under the bigger umbrella called you know, Christ and the Spirit and you know, we're all a part of that, but but here's this little tribe of people that just Adore the writings of this one man mm-hmm. who, you know, poured his his heart and soul into making good art that now sta- has stood the test of time, and we we're the benefactors of right. that. Right, what he
0: wanted for his birthday party has
3: come yeah,
0: true. Yeah. yeah, totally. It's that everybody continues to be friends, make friends, add more friends around the music
3: that he left for us. So.
0: Speaking of the music, where can we get it? How do how do any of the listeners go out and get this?
3: Yeah, well, there's there's gonna there's a few ways. So um, uh, if if you can be a little bit patient, then um, the the Bellsberg album releases worldwide on November fourth. So if you're listening to this after November fourth, it's out right now. Out where? <clears throat> Everywhere, every single music platform. So it'll be streaming. It'll be, you can do digital downloads. And and if you want to buy physical merchandise, um, CDs, or you want to pre-order vinyl, the vinyl, there's just, uh, doesn't matter if you're Taylor Swift or, or Bellsberg, there's a there's a delay yeah. in, in printing vinyl. Yep. So, um, so that'll come out in probably late spring um, but you can pre-order it now kind of put your na- name in the queue um, and then it'll just be shipped to you right when it's made and that is happening at the website richmullins25.com okay richmullins25.com there's a there's a button called store mm-hmm. and that will um, th- that's uh, not there yet but starting november f- early November. Okay. I mean I, I I don't know. I don't know I I it's all it's all a man-made process here. <laughs> so I, I definitely definitely by November 4th, maybe even as early as November 1st or 2nd, okay. um folks can can start ordering product and um and so you know, those uh if there's anybody listening that was a part of the Kickstarter campaign, there may be a few um all of those products are literally being shipped out of my dining room right now. <laughs> oh, wow, like this week and next week, basically. So um, so stuff will be landing in people's mailboxes here in the next few days. Um, but then if you want to order stuff, now, here's the cool thing. the The uh, Bellsberg album comes out, you know early November. Mm-hmm. The Deep Valley album is gonna release on all platforms worldwide. Sometime in early 2023, first quarter, probably February. I don't know if we have a date set on that yet, but sometime in early 2023. Work Tapes is going to come out in quarter two, probably late spring of 2023. So there's a lot of months of Celebrating Rich's Music coming up. And there'll be some singles released in, in the midst of that. But at our store, the dot 25com store, um, you can get... You can order all the product now. Okay. So even though it's not released, it's we're con- c- kind of calling it a pre-order. But if you're looking, f- you know, I know that folks want to get stocking stuffers and things like that. So we're like, you know, let's just let's just let it, let's, let's, let's let it fly. You know, if folks want to awesome. folks want to buy the CDs early, let's just treat everybody to early release of the stuff. So if they want to get Deep Valley or or work tapes or Bellsburg, you know, and get it before Christmas, you can do that. Okay. And at Rich that's Mullins awesome. 25, is that just 2-5? Yeah, the number 2-5. Five. Five? Yeah, okay. okay. richmullins25.com. Five. Five. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay, well, that's great. Well, I encourage all of our listeners to go out and get this music. It's fantastic. Um, I know every time we've mentioned Rich or done a Rich-related podcast, we've gotten immediate feedback. You guys, uh, you CCM and 3D listeners love Rich Mullins. Uh, we do too, and so we are happy to promote this as much as we can. So Beth, Kathy, D- Dave, thank you, thank you for all being here today. It's been wonderful and may God grant this much, much success. Mm-hmm. So very And happy. if I
1: could ask for especially people that, that are familiar with him and love his stuff and new people too, um, I'd really love feedback about um, Deep Valley okay just to because if I am able to do more projects in terms of the early music that would help me discover what was appreciated what wasn't you know Mm -hmm. if it was too rough to you know where would you
0: want people to feed back to you on um, Facebook is that where
1: yeah that would work Um, there's a my Facebook group for the early music is Rich Mullins Early Music there you go that's all it is yep I have a YouTube channel, so you can also post, you know, things on that under the same name. Great, great. Feedback is awesome.
0: Feedback is great. So go and feedback, get the music and enjoy it and pass it on to others. So everyone, thank you. Thank Thank you you. so much. Appreciate it. Well, hopefully you enjoyed that conversation with Kathy Sprinkle, Beth Snell-Lutz and Dave Trout. Thank you so much to all three of them for taking time out. They were in Wichita for a Rich Mullins related event. So glad they were able to come and spend time talking about the new Rich Mullins related projects. Again, if you're interested in purchasing any and all of those projects, I would encourage you to go to richmullins25.com and order to your heart's content. That's all for this episode of CCM in 3D. Maybe next time we will have Dave and maybe even Analog Dan, hopefully, keeping our fingers crossed, But until then, the Lord be with you all and take care.